Welcome and thank you for joining us here for the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship of Boise, Idaho. Bread and water is what we need and what we have in Jesus Christ. He said, come to me and drink. He said, I am the bread of life. However we adorn our Christian faith, it rests in this most basic thing. Christ is all. Let's learn from him. Let's learn about him. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. Usually when we come to the topic of love in our sermons, there's the impression that we're on a soft and sentimental subject, one that is accommodating to our lives. But when John addressed the issue of love in 1 John 4, 20 and 21, there was no mincing of words and no soft, easy application. He wrote, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this command we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Love, you see, isn't easy. It's just commanded. Whoever says, I love God and hates his brother is a liar. Liar? Seems a rather incendiary charge, doesn't it, from John? I think the lies that people most often tell take place in the rush to get information out to another individual. We let the information begin to flow. It begins to flow critically from our lips. It begins to take on a rapidity about us. As it flies out at some point in time, our tendency towards embellishment and exaggeration begin to flow out with our words. We want to check ourselves, but we also don't want to lose our point in the story, so we just let it slide. We just let it keep going out. Almost always what you'll find is when these little stretches of truth... My father used to say, by the way, that my mother would make him a liar for a half an inch. I caught a 15 and a half inch trout. Honey, it was 15 inches. (laughs) Wives are ruthless that way. I think we'll always find that the little stretches of truth that move out from our lives always put us in a better and more favorable light. When we find ourselves in a poor light by the things that we've said, it's usually because we've let a little bit too much of the truth slip out. Not a little too much exaggeration, but a a little bit too exactness in what we're saying. But this tells us, in a sense, where lies come from. They come from the heart seeking self-advantage. Here we find a liar who says, I love God. Maybe he's saying it to another person so that he can earn the right to impose some spiritual persuasion upon them. My dad was a pastor in Skykomish, Washington, which was a little mountain railroad town and logging town. Back in those days, this would be back in the 50s, the hobos used to ride the rails. And oftentimes they'd step off the rails when they'd come to these little communities seeking handouts. And on one occasion, one of these hobos stepped off the rail and came to the parsonage where the pastor was, my father, seeking a handout. During that time, he was attesting his profound interest in God, and he was speaking in sanctimonious terms. And my father went back in the house somewhere while he was in the front lobby or front room in order to see if he could find something to press into the man's hand. And when he came back to find him, he found him in the living room on his knees like a little boy praying beside his bedside before a nighttime prayer with his hands folded in front of him and praying. And it was an obvious lie saying, I love God. People say it to themselves. They say it to others. Actually, 
This lie that we tell usually is not told to other individuals first. Most often, it is a lie that we tell to ourselves. We say, I love God. It may be the biggest religious lie of all. And those who tell it to themselves are the greatest victim of that lie. And so, John, in order to stop us from victimizing ourselves by such professions, should they be empty, halts us and calls us to attention and gives us something of a test to see whether what we're saying is true. Fyodor Dovskieski, in his book Honesty, writes this. Listen to it. When we lie to ourselves and believe our own lies, we become unable to recognize truth, either in ourselves or in anyone else. And we end up losing respect for ourselves and for others. When we have no respect for anyone, we can no longer love. Can I read it to you again? When we lie to ourselves and believe our own lies, we become unable to recognize truth, either in ourselves and in anyone else. And we end up losing respect for ourselves and for others. And when we have no respect for anyone, we can no longer love. What's interesting here is that Dovskieski puts lying to ourselves and others as a formula that leads up to our lack of ability of loving. If this is true, then the greatest lie of all that we can say is that we love God. A God who the Bible says is love when we don't. And if we want to, to some extent, discover what's going on in our own hearts, and you might remember the Bible also says that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. And we should want to expose any lie that we've been telling or weaving or projecting in our lives. We should want that God by His Spirit would expose any deceit that's been going forth from our life, deceiving ourselves, deceiving others. The only way to stop living a deceitful life is, first of all, to stop deceiving yourself. So how do I know if I'm fooling myself? How do I know if I'm lying to myself when I say or when I profess to myself, first of all, I love God. I don't know what all these other... Remember Peter? I don't know what anybody else will do, Lord. They could all depart from me. I never will. Peter didn't really know was he was was revealing that he was living in a state of profound self-deception. Well, how would I discover if I've been lying to myself when I say I love God? Well, there's two things I want to point out to you in this text. And the first one is this. You must look for the evidence of what easily flows out of true love for God. You must look for the evidence of what, and I say it, easily flows out of a true love for God. There's a simple test for discovering whether you love God or not, and it's provided for us by the Lord Jesus In John chapter 14, verse 21. In John chapter 14, verse 21, this is what the Lord Jesus says. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Now, this is a formula that is demonstrably true in every part of your life. Everything that is in your life that you could truly say you love has rules that you're to follow. And if you love that thing, you will follow those rules. And as you follow those rules, that thing will reveal more and more of itself or its treasures to you. Take a little girl who loves her horse. She loves horses. She will spend time with it. 
she'll wash it and she'll comb it and she'll brush it down and she'll get to the point where she's around it so much that she can climb on its back and read her books on its back and she'll feed it apples and carrots and she'll discover all the secrets of what makes that horse a horse. And she'll learn how to care for it and feed it and ride it and train it and in the process she'll keep learning more and more about it until she becomes one day quite a horsewoman. You take a little boy who loves the game of football and he'll learn about it. He'll study it. He'll discover more about it until he develops an expertise regarding the game of football that's quite amazing. Everything, he'll get the books, he'll read all the data, he'll find out who were the great stars, he'll study things. You know, there's some of the great coaches in football that never played a down in football. They just studied it because, well, they loved it. And as they studied it, it began to reveal its secrets to them. Everything works like this. If there's something in your life that you think you love, then you will see that it's something that you are and do obey. And as you obey it, It opens up to you its secrets to you more and more. In fact, you'll know you love it if you obey it. So don't fool yourself. You don't love what you don't obey. You don't love it if you don't obey it. And this is true of God as well. If you really love Him, you'll obey Him. And what is His first command to us? Isn't it actually right on this line? Isn't it right in this vein? His first commandment to us Find it in Luke chapter 10, verse 27, and you'll find it in Matthew, and you'll find it in Mark, in Mark chapter 12. It's, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And basically what you're understanding of that is that every command that God gives us, every law, every rule, every injunction, every expression of His will for our lives has behind it God's desire that we might love Him. It's God's call into a loving relationship with Him. But that's not all of the command there, is it? The next line says, And you'll love your neighbor as yourself. And so every command of God that is a call to love Him is also a call to love what God loves. And God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. When you say to yourself or to others that you love God and then you see that you don't love those around you, you're likely lying to yourself. I can remember the first time and the second time that this truth dawned upon me and I realized that a lie had been told. One was from a pastor's kid that had gone rebellious that I was speaking to when I was a teenager. I confronted him, I was talking to him, I can see the setting where we were standing in the front room of another pastor's home. His comment to me was, everything between God and I is good. I have a good relationship with God, it's just Christians I can't stand. There's a lie there. The second time was shortly after that, when I got in an argument with one of my siblings outside the front of my father's church. I had time to tell you the circumstances. But I walked away from that sibling saying, I hate you. I hate you under my breath. I walked away in order to find some expression for my hatred, find some verse in the Bible that would prove how wrong. Flipped open my Bible, and wouldn't you know, the very first verse I read was 1 John 4.20. If a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he's a liar. 
and how awfully I exposed I was in that moment. How God reproached my own religious pretensions and falsehood. That somehow I could anoint and mask the hatred in my heart by a little Bible reading. And God would only give me one verse. And the lie was on my own lips. And Luke chapter 10, after the Lord Jesus speaks about this great command to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength and then to love your neighbor as yourself, in order to illustrate it, he uses the example and he brings into the example the hated Samaritan as if to say, you're going to have to appreciate and you're going to have to love the Samaritan and you're going to have to follow his example in loving those who are in need all around you. And the Lord Jesus also gave a different command. He said, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you and despitefully abuse you or use you. And, and yet in this passage, the Apostle John dials this love into a love for the brother or sister in Christ. He says, here is the most evident point at which to take this test for your love of God. If you say you love God and don't love your brother or sister in Christ, well, such disobedience to the command of God is not an act of love for God whatsoever. Don't fool yourself. Know what flows from true love for God and what easily flows from true love for God. And what flows is an obedient heart to the command of God. The command of God to follow His own loving heart and to love what He loves and to love those He loves. Thanks for joining us today at Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this broadcast, just call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, may the Lord bless you.